These creatures were here before us. And if we're not careful, they're gonna be here after. Welcome to Jurassic World. Hello, Radsters, and welcome to another episode of the Weekly Roundup with Alex and Dan. I am Dan. And I am Alex. And this is the release date of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. It is, and we thought we'd, we'd give a, a bit of a review, given that it's out today on Blu-ray and DVD. So um, if you haven't seen it, um, we will be offering this following sound for our spoiler alert. Um, but otherwise, we'll try and keep it as, uh, as spoilerific free as possible um, to give you kind of a flavour about what you could expect to see if you uh, get your grubby mitts on the, on the copy of the film. Yeah, um, absolutely. So this film is actually set three years after the events of Jurassic World. Have you, just, just as a pause there, Dan, have you seen the, the previous film, Jurassic yeah, World? Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that one, out of interest? It was refreshing. Yeah? Considering I didn't, I didn't like Jurassic Park 3. I thought that was terrible. Like the it's first. one of my favourites. What, Jurassic Park 3? Yeah, yeah, where they return oh. and they've got to steal the eggs. And they, or the eggs were stolen and the, the, on the, the boat as well, yeah. Yeah, no, this was this for me right. was refreshing. Um, but I mean, this particular film, I've, again, I, I loved it when I saw it in the cinema. Mm. And I saw it again on my way to Chicago quite recently. So if, if you haven't seen the, the first one, then we probably recommend... The, the listeners to to give it a look see because they may not understand what's going on is that fair to say i'd say it's fair to say because okay. i mean it sort of sets you off with a mercenary team arriving at the now abandoned park isla nubla yep, yeah that's it and they're in a submarine and they're collecting like a tooth from the indominus rex from the previous film right so they can take it back to splice its dna with a raptor to make the indominus raptor or is it the indoraptor indoraptor i think it is yeah yeah, so that's that's where you sort of sets you off, um, and then it sort of breaks you into this U.S. Senate where they're discussing about whether to save the remaining dinosaurs or just let them die. Which is an interesting concept, right? So this is the the second extinction event for for the species of dinosaurs on planet Earth. It's quite relevant as well to current times as well when you think we're trying to save endangered species. Yeah, but Indeed. dinosaurs can we live for them? Can we not? And again. And Jeff Goldblum talks about that in the film in the Senate. He does. Um, and life finds a way. Life uh, finds a way. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess for me, um, this is the interesting part, right? So they're looking at um, animal rights, but dinosaur rights. So currently they don't have any, any rights. And, and at the moment, if, if the volcano on Isla Nublar goes, goes critical, they don't have to step in. And no. as you say, Dan, you know, it's all about whether or not humans can live side by side. Should we have brought them back in the first place? Um, should we let this you know, nature take its course for the second time? And for me, this is where I really find it of interest. So if you go back to the first film, Jurassic World, um, and you've got uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yep, uh, Claire um, Deering. Plays Claire. She's very much the, the stony-faced businesswoman of the park. Yep. She knows inside and out. She's she's a, the archetypal, kind of stereotypical exec power woman. But by the end of the film, she very much turns around to the point where, as you say, Dan, fast forward three years later, she's um, a a dinosaur rights activist. Yeah, so trying to campaign for their safety, isn't she? When we see her, she's 
set up a dinosaur protection agency where she's contacted by Benjamin Lockwood, who was a former partner of John Hammond. Yes. So again, we're getting that throwback to the previous The 1992 trilogy, trilogy yeah. Um, so Lockwood actually plans to move the dinosaurs to a safe sanctuary where humans can't interfere. So that plays right into to her kind of wheelbase, which is, you know, looking to help save the dinosaurs yep. and move them off the island. Um, but but where's, where's Chris Pratt come into this? Now, he comes in a little bit later on. Um, so going back to Lockwood, his aide, Ellie Mills, has different plans, as we'll get into later. Ah, yes. um, but his concern is capturing the last Velociraptor, Blue, who we know and love from Jurassic World, because Chris Pratt trains these raptors to essentially his he rears command. Them. Yeah, and I think Blue, the, the raptor, is almost a cat in his own right from the first film. Yeah, and I think it plays a crucial part in this film as well. I'd say even more important than the first first time around. Yeah, so trying to capture Blue is obviously a priority, so Claire has to track down Owen Grady, who is played by Chris Pratt. Yep. So this rescue group meet up with the mercenary group, um, the head guy, Ken Wheatley, on the Isle of Nubla. And Claire also brings on two other friends as well. So you've got the former park technician, Franklin Webb, and then you've got the... Paleo Veterinarian Zia Rodriguez. I love that uh, that title. Um, Paleo Veterinarian. That's that's quite the mouthful. And I mean, we're we're talking a couple of moments about you know favourite character development, but I will give some my own foreshadowing uh, and say that for me they actually complement this film massively. Yeah, I mean they they really do bring bring this to life. They play a big part as well in this film. I they think. do, and I think they also give some some comedic elements, um, some comic relief from what is quite a, a dark kind of uh, tone to this film. Yeah, I mean, I, again, when we start going to the critique, I think it's a nice throwback to the, the horror, which is what it should be. Yeah, in my, yeah, yeah. In my opinion, agreed. Um, but no, I mean, you've got um, Chappie. Franklin, he reactivates the dinosaur trackers so they're able to track these dinosaurs down and get them on a boat to where you think they're going to go take them back to a sanctuary. Now, do we do we need to do the spoiler alert here? Yeah, there's going to be a spoiler alert because I want to talk about a moment where the volcano explodes. Here's, here's a siren, ladies and gentlemen. So if you weren't aware of it, this is siren again for spoiler alerts. Um, no hard feelings if you want to press stop there and come back at a later time. But otherwise... Upon finding Blue... Um, so Chris is there and he's trying to calm her down. He's like, you know, you know me. And then I'm your father almost. Yeah. And then yeah. one of the mercenaries shoots Blue with a trank and she goes ballistic. And then she attacks one of the mercenaries and she gets shot. With a real bullet. By a real bullet. Yeah. So this is the moment where Chris says like, or Owen, he's gone ballistic. And then old Ken shoots him with a trank. And then they bugger off with Blue, who's obviously hemorrhaging. Yeah. But it leads us to this moment where I remember sitting on the edge of my seat in the cinema for this bit. There's Chris, he's tranked, he's dribbling. There's a dinosaur licking him on the face. Yeah. And there's lava. It's Just, a great scene, actually. You, yeah. Um, it's funny you should point it out, Dan, because I, um, I remember watching that. And you're right. It's the only time, actually, that you think there's real peril. Because usually when you watch these films, you're like, nah, they're, 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 the lead characters would be fine. But... He he's immobile. He's yeah. he's been paralysed with this tranquilizer, and as you say, he's in 
quite a sticky situation. He, you just see him dragging himself. Like, he's so heavy. Chris Pratt does an amazing role, actually, about trying to animate his own limbs and try and get out of the path of this, this lava flow whilst still being tranquilised. It's, yeah. it's, quite, it's quite the scene. I mean, obviously you guys can't see me reenacting this behind the microphone, but I'm sat here in my chair like just... Rest assured, ladies just, and gentlemen, he's throwing his, <laughs> his limbs all over the place. It's dragging my limb over. It's a it's mess great. of limbs. But yeah, this, this, the, the volcano explodes. It's, it goes crazy. And there's this wonderful moment where, spoiler alert, Where Owen finds Claire and Franklin and they're in this sphere. But Chris can't get in this sphere. No. And they're legging at these dinosaurs behind them running. They're running away from the explosion. The explosion's going off. It's just crazy. And to the point where, you know, in in I think the following scene where they're, they're off the island and they're looking back. And I think it's just a final nod to the fact that the film is now taking a departure away from the the enclosure, the safe kind of um, you know platform of the island. It's a really sad moment as well because you've got this smoke and fire billowing and the around s- the pier. And the silhouette of the Diplodocus as it's engulfed in, yeah. in the smoke and destruction. Which now, interestingly, this is a throw to the first film. Because um, this is the first dinosaur we actually see in Jurassic Park. It is. It's on the plains, and you've got um, Hammond who takes um, takes the characters out on on the first jeep. Yeah. And they look up, and there's this Diplodocus, I think, and he's he's stomping around, and their their jaws are, are wide open. Um, and for me, I think that's the whole point. Of course, is it's uh, it's poetic, but it just really does to say right. Well, in terms of um, the franchise, that's it. Yeah, it's closing the door. We've done Islands for the second time now, so that's what five films in the making. We're now going off Island, and for me, that's that's the end of the first act. Yeah, and now it's going to actually the second half of uh, of the film. I mean, we sort of now sort of see it being set up onto an estate, essentially, where it's all set. Uh, they're going to auction the dinosaurs off, basically, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and you get to a point where they're back on. Back in Blighty, not Blighty, but back in the States. On terra firma. They get captured. They do. They get captured and they're put in this basement. And we also get to meet Lockwood's so-called granddaughter, Macy. Now, we probably shouldn't mention any spoilers about this because this is quite big. I this think. is a big part of the plot, but essentially. It does set us up for some further questions um, and post, um, post-film, kind of where does the franchise go from here. But... I think that was a really good casting for me. Uh, yeah. She's a fantra- fantastic little actor. Um, does incredibly well, kind of the uh, the whole acting with green screen. Effectively, you're running away from nothing for like 80% of your time yeah. whilst you're working. And I think she does a fantastic job. So a great effort by that actress all around. She's a very cheeky, charismatic young lady as well, isn't yes. she? I mean, you see her sort of running around. She's a bit devious, a bit cheeky. And it's actually her that actually discovers that our friend Ellie is working with the auctioneer gunner, yep. Eb- Ebersole, who I also believe was in Captain America. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, he was uh, one of the baddies in the first Captain America, the uh, first Avenger. Um, uh, he was the scientist in Hydra. Yeah. Um, again, we're going to go to some spoilers. Um, so Owen and Claire actually escape. <gasps> so... 
Chris Owen, um, he liberates a, I'm going to try and pronounce this, a stigmalock. Stigmalock. Is that a dinosaur or is that just a, a condition <laughs> that you want to share with our, our listeners? Oh, it's a dinosaur. Okay. It's this big head butty dinosaur thing and he gets it to break the wall oh, yes. down in the cage. Uh, and they escape and they most disrupt this auction that's going on. They do. Causes havoc, this head butty dinosaur. He's like launching these auctioneers up in the air. And why why you think everything's calm, um, sort of behind the scenes, you've got Dr. Wu who's sort of warning them not to sell this Indoraptor because it's not quite refined, is it? It's it's rough around the edges, but I mean, this thing just redefines the term dinosaur. Um, and I think this goes to, to your perfect point there, Dan, that it does go back to its roots of being almost like a horror film. Yeah. This brings a horror back in. So if you remember... Uh, the original 1992 Jurassic Park, Stephen King, yep. um, where they're all cowered in the kitchens and the yeah. raptor's been loose and the raptor has now learned how to open door handles. Yeah, I mean, this is a very intelligent creature that they formed. And it's, it's an iconic scene. And that was quite quite scary because you're not sure whether, you know, yeah. the, the, the children are going to get eaten. Every, anyone's up for, for grabs in that, in that film, if seemingly. And this almost gives a nod back to that kind of period for me. It's, um, it's a wonderful nod because in the first film you've got them in the kitchen and one of them's trying to slam the shutter down on the in the kitchen, and then you've got the the, the, the granddaughter the who's granddaughter. in the, the dumb way to isn't she? She's doing, doing and the she's same doing kind of thing. the same thing. I was like, this is a lovely throw there, lovely yeah. throw. Um, but essentially, this Indoraptor escapes and it's hunting the group through the estate. Um, and again, we're going to go to a spoiler. Blue comes to save the day. Does yet again, um, as he or she, I'm not quite sure what the gender is, but it's 2018, so we don't need a gender assignment here. Um, but the, the Raptor nonetheless comes to um, comes to their aid in the first film, I think, yeah. at the very end, as does the T-Rex, um, who's obviously a staple of, of the series. And yes, quite rightly at the end, where it all seemingly is going to go to pot, um, saves the day and helps them out. Yeah, uh, I mean, again, we don't want to give too many plot twists away. Um, so we'll leave you to watch the film and let us know what you think. But one of my favourite parts, again, I wish we had more Jeff Goldblum in this film. Because as you know, I love a bit of Jeff. You love a bit of Jeff. Um, but it sort of always sort of ends with him in an, another US Senate hearing admitting that humans now need to coexist with dinosaurs. And so for me, this is where the the, the franchise really has departed from its roots and I, I don't know where they're going to take it um, no. it does I mean a part of the critique the good bit is that you do wonder where it leaves you for the third instalment because mm. it is open for possibly for anything a final part of the trilogy um, I mean we've talked lots about what we like and lots of nods I think the casting for me just has got to be one of the triumphs of the film um, it's nothing new they do go back to the island which featured in the, in the first yeah. film which was only a couple of years ago um, but the the casting, the um, uh, the two guys that um, that are helping out the two main characters are are funny. They're hilarious. Yeah. Um, I mean, Franklin's a bit of a scaredy cat, and he's just so funny. Like the way he sort of portrays that. Very very socially awkward. Kind of helps to save the day. You know, finds his heroic moment towards the end. And um, then um, Zia as well. She's sort of like you're very sarcastic. Very charming. Great sense of humour. Great sense of humour. Again, um, brings a lot to the to the 
to the film, in my opinion. So, I mean, those are the things that I think we basically agree on that are good. But what 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 grinds your gears in, Dan, in this it's one? It's still predictable. I mean, it's it doesn't really... It's, although it's fun and it's a pacey addition to the franchise, I don't feel like it particularly adds anything particularly new. No. Uh, oh, I mean, I did have something in my notes, but I'm not going to, again, ruin this. Um, but for me, the... The plot around the, the granddaughter, I just thought, nah, not for me. I think it was a step too far. Um, that that one specifically, I agree. With. Perhaps let the listener make up their own minds in in that in that plot twist. But the thing for me, and I I recalled this to you, you know, last night when we were messaging the notes yeah. about this. If you've seen the trailer, all what two minutes thirty, whatever it is, you've seen the film. Yeah, and you know. I know plenty of times films have been um, criticised for how much they show or don't show in trailers and, you know, do they use footage which doesn't actually come from the film itself, it just ends up on the cutting floor and gets people interested or they edit in a way which gets people, you know, hooked onto the film but has nothing to do with the film in the end. For me, they show too much. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. And so when when I'm, after nearly two hours of watching this film, I'm looking back, I'm thinking... I, I mean, it's, it's good to fill in the gaps, but ultimately, I've already seen this. Yeah, as I say, it doesn't bring much, nothing really new to the franchise, no. but it's it's nice having that fear factor back again. Agreed. Um, breath of fresh air. There wasn't much going on in the last film that made you thought, oh yeah, this is, this is you know a horror. It film. was Jurassic Park on steroids, Jurassic World, but then you come into the Lost Kingdom and it's it's quite scary. Again, I'm, I sort of go back to when I was in the cinema and I was just sat on the edge of my seat at points. I was just like, oh my God, Like this is actually really scary compared to essentially the Jurassic Park on steroids where you're like, oh, this is fun, this is exciting, yeah, it's fresh. And I think they had to do that to, to, to get you know, the new audience engaged with the material and to, to become familiar with the concept. This time round, they've literally departed from the islands and the old kind of novel... Um, you know, base bases of of where these dinosaurs live and the concept of of this this park to now, which is, well, we'll yeah. we'll see where it takes us. Um, for me, if we had to give it a star rating, probably three out of five. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, a good it's, outing, not a bad follow up, but not as good as the original. It's almost comfortable and safe, which isn't always good. No, but I mean. Listeners, let us know. Um, give us your thoughts. We always want to hear from you. This is your podcast, after all. Yeah, get in touch. We've got all the um, the usual ways to contact us: social media, email. I'll link the details in the description below. Um, but uh, yeah, that comes out well today, um, the uh, the fifth of November. So, if you like the originals or you like the previous one with uh, with Chris Pratt, give this one a look in look see. Um, we do recommend it, but perhaps it just lacks a little bit of the charm. Absolutely. But that's us for this week. I've been Dan. I've been Alex. We'll see you next week. If I don't make it back. Remember, you're the one who made me come here. I'll be all right. <laughs>